0: To the My Pet Podcast, the show for pet lovers of Australia and around the world. Proudly brought to you by Australia's trusted online pet supply store, Vet and Pet Direct. Hello and welcome to My Pet Podcast. I'm Beck and I'm joined by Dr. Glenn. Loop. In this episode of My Pet Podcast, we're going to discuss all things sort of ears.
1: Very well, eerie day.
0: Yes, yes. Hope you got your listening ears on. <laughs> it's time to sort of discuss why your dog scratches, scratches their ears or shakes their head furiously and their ears flap back and forth. Yep. Um, what are the causes, why they do it, and what we're meant to do about it to help them. Yep. Um, so first of all, before we start, uh, just remember this is general advice. It may or may not be suited to you and your pet. And if you've got any concerns with your pet's health, please um, contact your vet. Correct. So, Glenn, let's start. Um, dogs and cats. I suppose, but yep. we sort of mainly your dogs have the problems with their ears. Yeah, so we'll
1: sort of more commonly, but yep. I'll, see, I'll see if, if you catch with itchy
0: ears. Yep. So that's it itchy ears. Why does why do dogs shake their head, scratch their ears, and rub them on everything on the carpet, on the floor? Yep. <laughs>
1: so why um, are they doing it? They are. Probably itchy, that's the most likely (laughs) thing. Are they itchy inside the ear, like down in the ear canal, in that little labyrinth of skin in lumpy bits and pieces um, that you can see right down in their ear canal? Um, Or are they itchy um, all over the ear? Or are they itchy on the ear tips, which happens occasionally? Um, Or are they just itchy on the face and the head and and everywhere Mm -hmm. around there and and just non-specifically itchy in that general area, potentially? Because there's
0: a few reasons as to why your dog could have itchy ears. And it can be, as you said, it could be because... Uh, their whole face is itchy, so yep. it can be just another place that they're itchy on their body, yep. which is often because of an allergy. Yep.
1: Uh... Yeah, allergies are a really common um, cause of, of itching in ears and then that can go down a cascade of other troubles because if your ears are hot and red and inflamed because you've got um, allergic troubles, um, you are more likely to end up with secondary infection, which is probably mm-hmm. the most likely scenario that I see. Yep. Um, the pet's got um, yeah, allergic troubles in the first place and then you get secondary bacterial and fungal infections. So, yeah. Um, not infections they've got from somewhere, it's just an overgrowth of their normal um population, their normal bacteria and yeast because it's hot and red and inflamed mm. like um yeah, just a wet spot that grows more bugs pretty much. Yeah,
0: yeah. And see, um, that's far more common. Like people will say, oh, my dog's got an ear infection. Well, it's actually, your dog's probably, it's had an allergy or yeah. an itch of some sort that's caused the ear infection. Yeah. So you've I mean, got two things to clear up.
1: That's right. And most commonly people say, oh, he's got ear mites.
0: Yes, yeah. Um,
1: which um, is very unlikely, in especially <laughs> in an adult dog. Well, you do see them and, and if a puppy has got itchy ears um, or a kitten got itchy ears, okay, I mean, the first thing you do when you're examining them is to um, get a, a swab, get a, a sample of that crusty yep. stuff that's inside the ear um, and have a look at that under the microscope. And if there's little critties crawling around in there, you can definitely mm-hmm. see them and, and they'll, they'll be um, crawling around and burrowing through the skin and mm-hmm. definitely making things very itchy because they they literally make little tunnels through the skin. Oh, it's and, really gross. Yep. They burrow deep enough that you get some weeping and, and ble- mm-hmm. bleeding from the little capillaries and, and you end up with this black, crusty, um, dried discharge um, mm-hmm. in the ears that, that looks, looks like bit like dried blood pretty yeah. much, yeah. Um, and and ear mites, um, in one way, it's a good thing to have because they're really easy to treat these days. That's true. Um, And you can cure them of it um, as opposed to allergies, which can be a bit more complicated. Certainly. Yeah, it can be more yeah.
0: ongoing with allergies, yeah. can't it? But yeah, um,
1: ear mites, it's not... not super common um it's probably less common now than it used to be um because incidentally um a lot of your flantic controls and that sort of thing actually um, kills it and and most of them now have got registration for um for killing ear mites from like a single application of of you know revolutionary advocate or the the new next gardens and that sort of thing they all um you know kill ear mites um as a insect parasite yes um no, quite effectively and easily, so um, they are less common. I think probably because of that. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, fleas, obviously, another parasite that we see often, can make dogs itchy.
1: They can, yeah. And that's sort of, non-specifically. Around the ears, I see the very occasional pet that's got um, stick-fast fleas from um, the chooks Chooks, in the family. Um, But, yeah, I mean, fleas um, in in general certainly can be a non-specific cause of itching. But, I mean, usually it's not just the head, dash, ears. It's it's, it's 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 all all over as a rule. I mean, cats, if they've got flea allergy tends to be a bit more facial troubles, like sort of back of the neck and and, and sort of in that sort of area. Um, And if you're using the old school. Or flea bath, um, side sort of things, um, and don't bath their head, um, because it, it only kills fleas locally. Some people still man up and do it, um, but yeah, if you if you do a flea bath on a pet that's got fleas everywhere except the head, all the fleas will run up onto the head, and, and, and that's more likely to make the, the head a bit itchy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so but,
0: there's a few other things that apart from just the allergies and parasites, um, but they're often still a secondary. Issue to the allergies of the parasites, but you've got you mentioned the infections, but then you can have an ear hematoma.
1: Yeah, hematoma is a, a, a popped blood vessel, basically, in, in the old cauliflower ear yes. that, that dogs end up with. It's um, like a puffy. And cats occasionally
0: it goes puffy, and it's like it's between the layers
1: of skin. Yeah, I mean the ear is pretty much just skin, cartilage, cartilage skin, yeah. and, that, and that's all you got there. And if you've got um, trauma to the ear through scratching um, or flapping and shaking, you are more likely to end up with a hematoma. Um, and there's a, a subset of dogs Dogs, we think now. have got a, an autoimmune vasculitis problem, actually mm-hmm. a blood vessel trouble. But I mean, most of the pets I see um, have got hematomas. They've either had a dog fight and, and actually damaged yep. their ear, um, or they've got you know, chronic ear uh, infection, uh, itchy troubles that they've been scratching and flapping their ears enough that they've damaged them, and, and it's effectively a bruise of the yep. um, of the, the ear, and it fills up full of blood, and, and it's like that makes it blood uncomfortable. Vessels yeah, so, shaking and, too and, hard. and then it's uncomfortable. So um, dogs' normal response for something. Uncomfortable on your ears is to
0: flap it it around and
1: shake it. Yep, pretty much.
0: (laughs) Um, there's also well, other f- insects that can bite them, sort of like mosquitoes and stuff like that. Yeah, tip of the ears.
1: mozzies and midges, and depending on where you are in the world, uh, little like seasonal um, summer biting flies mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, um, certainly stable flies. Um, if you've got horses, can, can be attracted to ear tips, and I think it's probably more so because the hair on the end of the ears in most dogs is shorter than everywhere else, yep. and it's just sort of an accessible spot. But, but certainly like the culicoides, the little biting midges um, that we get in Queensland and, yep. and in northern Australian areas, um, in summer, really seem to like the ear tips, and, and some dogs get like an allergic reaction to that as well. So it makes it even worse. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, another reason for itchy ears and shaking their head is because of the cold weather. They actually get cold ears.
1: Yep. I mean, if it's somewhere cold enough, I mean, you can get frostbite on ears because yep. there's not much blood supply there. But they get this um, this vasculitis where the, the it's sort of like. Um, um, frostbite, but not quite, basically, but the, the circulation is reduced enough that it ends up, you get damaged tissue and you get sort of like this crusty sort of appearance mm-hmm. right on the tips of usually long eared. Dogs, more so flappy eared dogs. My Dalmatians have had it before and I've never lived anywhere where it's particularly cold. No. Um, but, um, but yeah, they, they just get this, um, sort of cracking dermatitis on mm-hmm. the ear tips and there's nothing else that appears to be going on and, and then it's sore. So they flap their heads and then it cracks and, and, ears, and it's notoriously <laughs> difficult to get to heal yeah. once you've got, um, sort of wounds or trauma to the, to the tips of the ears in particular because yep. it hasn't got great blood supply until mm. they, Cut it or damage it, and then there seems to be lots of blood, blood, <laughs> <Straight> <laughs> blood everywhere. But it just seems <laughs> that it's it's a spot that heals quite slowly. Yep. Yeah, um,
0: that's sort of the outside of the ear but as along with the ear infections you can get problems with the eardrum and yeah right absolutely i
1: mean see quite a few dogs with chronic ear infections again that's usually because of of underlying allergic troubles um and you get chronic ear infections and over time you get um scarring and, and thickening of the skin of yep. the actual ear canal so if you think of the ear canal as a little cone a little tube um that should have air and ventilation getting down into it um the thicker that skin of the ear canal becomes um effectively an Narrow it becomes and yep. that's a bit of a vicious cycle where you've got chronic infection and chronic inflammation and the skin gets thicker so that the the hole gets narrower yep. um, which means it's even less poorly ventilated and, and mm-hmm. more likely to get infected and more difficult to clean yep. if you if you're on top of it and cleaning it um, and it becomes a vicious cycle and some of these dogs their e-canals just sort of scar up and, and close down yep. um, effectively and sometimes you know hematomas don't help with that and sometimes like breeds don't help with that. i mean probably sharp pays, haven't got a yeah. an e-canal you can access at the best of times um, and as a breed they're prone to um, mucinous adenosis so you know snotty underneath like the skin, <laughs> mucus skin condition, which is why they have wrinkly skin in the first place, um, but also that chronic scar tissue um, and they're prone to allergies as well. So it's a bit of a, a triplet of, of um, terrible ear canals yeah. in, in sharp eyes, unfortunately.
0: And see, I guess that's the other thing with the allergies. So if a dog's got an allergy, we've covered skin allergies a few, in a few podcasts in the past. Yep. But um, So skin allergies cause the skin to become inflamed. Yep. So then you know, it's mentioning about the ear canal being so small – well, you think the more it gets inflamed, the more it closes off, the more yep. painful and irritating it becomes for the animal. Yep. And you've got this cycle there. That- yep. And it's just hard to get
1: on top of them. Absolutely. And, I mean, some of these dogs we end up – and we don't do it as often as we used to, I think, just because we've got better um, medicines for, for um, allergies now, realistically. Yep. Um, the Zeps um, procedure for, for ear canal ablation, where you used to basically cut out the, oh. the vertical ear canal, oh. so everywhere, basically that, that tube that you can stick your finger down in yep. um, in, in dogs, um, you used to just remove that whole thing wow. um, and close it off, um, and you'd have a little over opening down low that yep. you could still get to the eardrum, basically, or yep. yeah, well, unless the eardrum was gone, you used to cure it out all the bone and, and, wow. and take out the whole thing. Yep. Um, but um, resolving that ear canal uh, chronic infection and, mm. and closed ear canal by just removing it surgically yep. effectively. So you'd, yes. leave, you'd leave the end of the ear there, but there'd be no actual ear canal yep. left. Yeah. Um, so we don't do that, thankfully, as often as we yeah, used to. it's yeah. pretty full on. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, if you, you don't do it unless you… <laughs> Had Been beating your head against the wall yeah. for a long time with infection troubles, yeah. yeah.
0: And that's the other thing um, I should mention is that a dog's ear, their structure is quite different to our uh, the structure of a human's ear. So their eardrum is a long way down that it's ear. It's Pretty hard
1: to access, yeah. yeah. It's I not mean, like ours, and, and there's a they've got the the vertical ear canal. So if you think of Looking into your dog's ear, um, when you're looking at it, um, straight down the actual ear canal, there's sort of all these little dead end spots, mm. um, of the sort of false ear canals, there's sort of some cartilage bits yes. and, and wrinkly bits there that sort of stick up a little bit. Um, the ear canal is closest to the outside and that's the actual hole that goes down into the vertical ear yep. canal. And I mean, I've got Dalmatians, I mean, their vertical ear canal is probably about four and a half centimeters deep probably, Um, and then it turns a direct right angle at the bottom and goes in another sort of one and a half to two centimeters um, before you get to the actual eardrum itself. So, um, I mean, that's a very well-protected eardrum, which is good. Um, But if you've got infection anywhere along that um, fairly tortuous tube, um, that ick, Drum can get into trouble because it, it everything points downwards yep. essentially. So if you've got any or discharge or or moisture, or they like going swimming and doing duck mm. dives, and they get water in there, um, that moisture can be difficult to get out because um, it's by all draining cause.
0: towards that all eardrum, draining
1: down, uh, downwards towards the eardrum. Yeah. And
0: you've got no um, air circulation, airflow no. because it's so far down. And no. then you've also got your breeds that have got the floppy ears yep. where you know, they've essentially got a flap covering the whole That's thing right. all yep. the time Which anyway. Which means no air gets in there <laughs> at all. That's exactly right.
1: Um, but, yeah, I mean, dogs with chronic ear infection, a lot of those dogs have actually got ruptured eardrums. Yep. Um And that eardrum's not going to recover. Yeah. Um, or is, um, needs to be, you know, in a relatively sterile, um, non-infected environment for an extended period to try and get it to recover. Um, but then you've got potential, like, middle ear infection troubles and, and, yep. and all the consequences that go along with it. Yeah,
0: So. I guess um, that's sort of the causes, and obviously the main cause of ear troubles is your allergies. Yeah. It's the main thing you'll see. Yeah. Um, but how do you go about diagnosis when a dog comes in and, oh, my, you know, Roger's been flapping his ears all the yep. time and um, or seems to be scratching them a bit, what's wrong, or even the smelly ears, I guess. Yep.
1: And, I mean, it's just the same as everything. You get a good <laughs> clinical history and see what else yep. is going on because, I mean, a lot of these dogs, okay, they've got itchy ears, but does he chew his feet? Oh, yeah, he does chew his feet. Yeah. Um, so they've got ear troubles and feet troubles and that you know, brings the allergy side of things more so into it. I mean, look, occasionally they've shaken their head really badly all of a sudden and, and you do an exam on them and have a look in their ears and they've got a grass seed in there. I mean, that mm. does happen. It doesn't yeah. happen very often. Um, it happened to Bo. It does happen. It does happen. No, it does happen. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, it just doesn't happen very often. But no. you still got to check um, yes. because there's no point treating for allergies and dermatitis and everything Mm -hmm. else if you've got something wedged in your ear canal Um, and that's
0: the other thing too because of the funny shaped ear canal you can it's for the naked eye you can't see it
1: that's right yeah (laughs) it's difficult to see because you've got to um well have something you can look down the ear um, and put some light down in there um and then you've got to basically get to the bottom of it and then pull the ear out at right angles to the head to straighten that vertical canal out so you can actually look you know at where the the eardrum should be and then half the time it's full of blood and pus and muck and yeah. everything anyway and you can't really see it until you yeah. do an ear flush um, which we do yeah. fairly regularly um, to, to clean all that out and see what's actually going on in there so I mean diagnostics wise yeah history on okay when did it start and, and is you know is it a chronic problem or is it a sort of relatively new problem and then actually looking at the year itself right. um, is it the ear canal, um, and the closer in bit of the ear that's red and inflamed, yep. or is it red and inflamed, or is there nothing going on there? Um, is the whole ear itself red and inflamed? Yep. Um, and that's usually more so, the, you know, the allergy side of things. Is there signs of, um, chronic thickening or changes in pigmentation? Like, is the skin darker than it should be? Mm-hmm. Is one ear, you know, worse than the other sort yep. of thing? Because sometimes you've got an underlying allergy and for whatever reasons, one ear just started getting infected yep. more than the other and, and you end up with one ear that looks diabolical and the yeah. other ear is just, you know, red and inflamed. And yep. one's got, you know, just the allergy and the other one's got allergy plus Infections. chronic thickening and, and infection troubles, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Um, so you, obviously, a vet has to look at the ears and um, then try and work out what the problem is. What's treatment-wise, what's the treatment? Um, let's start with allergies because it's the most common.
1: Yes, yeah, so, I mean, allergies, I mean, the... Usually, when you take a swab and have a look under the microscope and see. Um, once you've stained it up, okay, what's what sort of bacterial population is mm-hmm. growing there? What sort of fungal population is growing there? Are there pus cells? Is there signs of infection there? Um, and allergy-wise, I mean, there's usually oral, sorry, oral or um, you know, now injectable medications yep. that can do a good job on on the allergy side of things. And it depends on you know if it's its first presentation for the trouble or if it's got you know a, a chronic disease history going on. Um, a lot of the prescription medications that we Use in ears um, are a little bit of a shotgun approach as far as they've got cortisone based anti inflammatories to treat the redness and inflammation and discomfort, as well as um, antibiotics which um, can be sort of partially targeted for um, the type of bacteria that you can see under the microscope. Um, definitely, it's never a bad idea to do a culture um, of the ear, you know, take um, a sample. Yeah, growing clear. the bug, sending it off to the lab, um, and getting a diagnosis on, okay, what sort of bacteria is growing and is it susceptible to the antibiotics that we're using? Yep. Um, and sometimes that's done straight off and sometimes that's done, um, you know, if the infection isn't responding to the medication um, mm-hmm. as appropriately as, as you think it should be. Um, so those treatments, you know, topically have an anti-inflammatory effect for the the allergy side of things, but also um, treat the secondary infection mm-hmm. as well. And usually, you know, cleaning um, the ear in some way, shape, or form is part of that. Because if you've got an ear full of pus, um, putting medication on top of an ear full of pus isn't going to do much good. Um, so then um, we you know, training people on how to clean ears properly, mm-hmm. and there's there's lots of different good ways to clean ears and there's lots of useless ways that don't do anything um, yeah. to, to clean ears as well and, and look it's hard because um, if that is bloody sore and some dogs have yeah. got really really sore ears um, not that not that can be difficult and, and there are pets that we you know, recommend anaesthetics for so we can you know, flush that ear canal um, actually um, look at the tympanic membrane so look yeah. at the eardrum itself okay if it's ruptured um, it takes out of play a lot of the medications you can safely put mm-hmm. in an ear because um, medication that you can put in the outer Ear, um, some of those antibiotics and some of those medications are actually, um, you know, toxic for the middle ear. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so if that that tympanic membrane is ruptured, you've got a lot less options yep. um, topically what you can mm-hmm. put in there, um, and that's where oral antibiotics, and oral anti-inflammatories come into it. In yeah. More so. Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: um, often an issue with this whole oh, Bone microphone
1: troubles here. Dodgy mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's often an
0: issue with the treating allergies yep in it can take a long time to get it under control can't Absolutely. it yep.
1: and it's an ongoing process yep can so. take I mean take a while to get it under control but they just keep bloody coming back yes that's the trouble Um, and unless unless you've got thing. an effective um, you know treatment for it and then you know diagnostics for allergies and all that sort of thing but it's really you know in the short term it's okay you know, treating um, infection if it's there um, and getting on top of the inflammatory side of the, the allergic reaction and, and have we got a long-term plan for yeah. it. And it, there's severities as well. I mean, some pets have got, you know, chronic low-grade um, dermatitis troubles where, you know, supplements like, you know, fish oil supplements mm-hmm. and and anti-inflammatory, you know, turmeric and all that sort of thing can be of effect. Um, and, um, you know, regular ear cleaning in a pet that is prone to infection troubles and prone to allergy troubles can certainly make an environment less favourable for bacteria and yeast yep. to grow. I mean responsible use of antibiotics um, and common sense suggests that okay just continually putting antibiotics into mm-hmm. an ear because it's prone to infection um, but hasn't got active infection um, is probably a bad idea yep. most of the time. Um, but there are um, you know commercial ear cleaners um, and some you know, homemade ear cleaners that can do a good job on yep. promoting a less favourable environment for bacteria and yeast to grow. Yep. Um, and part of regular ear cleaning realistically as vet is getting people to look in their dog's ears regularly. Well,
0: that's so true. People don't even think um, about lifting up their ears, do no, they? Certainly.
1: And and you know, particularly in a pet that's a bit prone to troubles, yeah. the early you can nip it in the bud. Yeah. Um, and the cleaner may not, you know, stop that completely from happening. But if you can get an infection get an inflammatory condition early before it becomes chronic thickened scar tissue. And before and that scar skin's tissue, thickened, um, and, yeah. It's, it, you know, A, it makes your treatment usually shorter yep. because, a, you know, an acute infection is a lot easier to treat than a chronic infection. Yep. Um, and, you know, just the discomfort level of the pet, you know, the yep. less itchy they are, the better.
0: Yeah. yeah. So that's your treatment really options there for your yeah, allergies. It's an overall body treatment, I guess, as well as looking after, to that, yeah. um, yep. looking after that ear itself. Um we mentioned the parasites, but they're really an easy thing
1: to Absolutely. <laughs> combat. Absolutely. If you're you know there's single topical applications, yep. um, single oral applications. Uh, and, I mean, there's still drops that are registered for use, the um, off-the-shelf, um, like uh, Ilium style eardrops yep. that, okay, they've got insecticides in them that kill mites and they're registered yep. for that. If you've ever put some of those drops in dogs' ears or mm. cats' ears, they really sting a lot yep. for a start um, and they've already got they little burrowing microscopic parasites yep. that, are, so that, pinholes that are making in pinholes in there and putting something else topical like that mm-hmm. makes it bloody uncomfortable. Yep. Um, so that's where the oral stuff um, really comes into play. Spot yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. There's,
0: yeah. And they really – they work. You do them. It's done. Yep. It kills the yep. problem, whether L- that's li- fleas or mites. Life
1: cycle's broken and, yep. and that's it. Yep. yep,
0: you're done. So, that But obviously it's a continual – Flee in treatment. Yep. You need to, or parasite
1: treatment. You need to continue because ear mites. I mean, they are contagious. They always get them from somewhere. I mean, yep. I think ninety-five percent of pets get them from their mother. Basically, yep. um, you know, it requires close contact. They've got to be living mm-hmm. together to, to get it, and that's where it's kind know, of like nits and kids, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, or even I mean, even harder than nits and kids because yep. um, the nits are fairly mobile. I mean, these are microscopic little bugs. Yeah. They, you know they've got to be sleeping together basically mm-hmm. you know, to um to to transfer it. But it's really sad when I see a. Eight-year-old pet that's lived on its own for eight years and it's had always well, had itchy ears. Um, and you are looking there, and might see it might say because I can guarantee. Okay, if it hasn't seen another pet for eight years, it's had it might since it was a kitten, um, or a puppy and, and it hasn't been picked up on. You know, at that initial you know puppy um yep. stage or, or it's never been highlighted as a problem. Um, and and it's had creepy crawlies running Aww, around its ears yeah, for eight years. Yeah, how uncomfortable. Yeah, but and then you can fix it with one tablet or something. Yeah, yeah,
0: but that is the easy fix. Um. Hematomas, the ear hematomas, they're um, a little bit trickier to fix, I guess. <laughs> That's yeah, I
1: mean, I mean, they're surgical. usually a surgical problem. Um, I mean, some of the smaller ones, they always cause cause scar tissue. So that blood clot, um, once it's there, the. The body gets rid of it over time. Yeah. Um, and it crinkles down. You see dogs with, you know, scar tissue that's crinkled up and they've got a cauliflower ear sort of thing. Um, that's a a resolved, um, hematoma. And even with surgery, you still get scar tissue sometimes. You've usually got, I always tell people, you can have a lot less scar tissue if you do surgery than not do surgery. Um, but yeah, some of the small ones you can, um, like treat with anti-inflammatories and, and reduce the, Mm the, um, the inflammatory load there and it will resolve by itself. Some of them go to get bigger and bigger and bigger um, yep. and become more uncomfortable and really need treating um, and some of them just come up and down and up and down and, and sort of become chronic and they can be go to, to a medical condition where if the base of the ear swells enough that it starts to block off that ear can canal it, and yeah. reduce the amount of ventilation that's there even if it was not infection in the first place that caused the troubles, um, they're more prone to it becoming infected mm-hmm. because just there's no airflow getting into that yeah. ear canal anymore. Yeah. yeah. So it usually becomes a surgical problem.
0: Yep. Um, what about having excess he- hair in their ears? Does that cause like some dogs are particularly uh, yeah, hairy? Yeah, poodle, poodles and <laughs> yeah. maltese
1: and, and lots of you know, hairy, scruffy dogs and, that, that don't shed um, yep. can certainly have quite hairy canals, and, and they're just. I mean, less airflow. Certainly, yeah. more prone to um, the secondary infection sort of things. They're not more prone to the allergies in the first no. place. But if you've got a dog with mild allergies that's got a um, erect ear that's that's hairless, yep. um, like a you know, staffy or something, yep. um, they're a lot less prone to um, infection that goes nasty compared to a um, allergic cock spaniel, yeah, yeah, yep. which hasn't got much ventilation happening,
0: yep. yeah, yeah. Um, <coughs> so. I mean, that really covers all the causes and of urea pr- troubles and how a vet's going to diagnose them.
1: Nearly all. I'm sure Nearly. there's some weird ones out there. But oh, that, that's, 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 that's the majority of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> of course, yes, there's the things where they get something stuck in their ear, which is an obvious yep. reason for an ear trouble, yep. um, and grass seeds are one of those that do yeah. happen. Um, but prevention-wise, like because we can actually do something to um, help or yep. prevent, hopefully, some of the time, prevent some of these um, ear conditions happening, which – Firstly starts with uh knowing what your dog's normal ear Correct. should look like.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: So looking at it and every dog is different because you've yep. got floppy ears, you've got some that sometimes point up, some
1: that don't. Yep. So you've point got, all sorts directions. Yeah,
0: they do. So looking in their ear. Yep. When right from the start, knowing it What it looks like is a really good thing.
1: Really good thing. And look, I mean, as a minimum, I mean, if your dog ever gets a bath, I mean, you should make sure there is a dry after bath. Um, Get the towel in there. And it's a great time to clean their ears Mm -hmm. and and make sure they're dried out afterwards. If you've got a pet that's got any allergic dermatitis issues, you know, regular cleaning is, is, you know, what I would recommend probably yep. on a fortnightly basis. Yep. Maybe it's weekly in summer. Um, and it doesn't have to be an onerous task. I mean, if you've got a pet that hasn't got ear infection troubles, literally yeah. it's a like 90-second task really to, is, yeah. to clean their ears. And yep, I mean, right. as I said, like, there's lots of different ways to clean ears. I mean, the main way that I've found um, over the years that has been the easiest and most um, successful probably for pet owners to do mm-hmm. um, is the ear cleaner and cotton ball Yep. Um, technique, basically. So, um, get your ear cleaner, get your dog in a collar on a lead <laughs> so it can't run away. Um, so you've got some control over the situation, yep. um, and get a little, um, pile of cotton balls, split it in half. So you've got, um, I mean, just at the start of the ears are fairly clean. I mean, just like literally two or three, um, cotton balls that you pour your ear cleaner on yeah, and, and so saturate those there. ear cleaners, yep. um, saturate those cotton balls and then a couple of dry ones and, squeeze out the you know, excess, excess. Um, from the wet cotton ball and uh, loop your little finger on the hand that's closest to the dog's collar. Mm-hmm. Um, loop your little finger through that so the yeah. dog can't run away and you've got better control of things.
0: Or you, have someone help you holding the dog. Or have someone holding the dog,
1: yeah. Quite more um, ideal. <laughs> but you can yeah loop your finger through the dog's collar. Um, with the rest of that hand, you can sort of hold onto the ear. So yeah. you're holding onto the collar and on the ear and using the other hand, just gently insert that cotton ball down into the ear canal. There's only one way in one way Way out. And mm-hmm. You're never going to lose it. Um, and that wet cotton ball, you can just sort of wedge down the ear canal. So you can still see it, but you can you, know, yeah. you can be reasonably robust with it. Yeah. Obviously, gently at the start. Because as we
0: said, there's a kink in there, and it's yeah, not going to get down to the drop. That's right.
1: Um, and it's a cone, so it's always um, wider at the top than it is yep. at the base, basically. But just you know, gently put that down in there, and then. On the outside of the ear canal, there's like a cartilage, you know, cone or tube that yep. you can feel there, and you're just squishing basically. So you're squeezing that cotton ball um, using the ear canal, yep. and that's, you can hear it squelching around there yep, and it's sloshing backwards and forwards, yep. and it's getting that um, ear cleaner down into the ear canal where it's needed. Um, dogs seem to tolerate that technique a lot better yep. than just upending the bottle of ear cleaner into their ear, um, which they generally dislike a lot. Yes. Um,
0: so a lot of these um, ear cleaners, the reason that works is a lot of the, um, commercially cleaners out there, they actually work on a principle of it's not that. The ear cleaner has to be scraped out of the ear. No, you, it actually breaks down that waxy yeah,
1: substance. It, I mean, most of them are based on a um, combination of they're water based um, and they've got some organic acids in there yeah. that, that change the the pH and change the environment to be less favorable for bacteria needs to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and have usually got emollients in there that uh, isn't soap, but it's um, allows them to break up discharges yeah. there. And I mean that depending on how dried and crust that discharge in that. Can be quite difficult sometimes well, right, and yeah. take a fair bit, so um, it's just wet cotton ball in, it around, pull that cotton ball out. How dirty is it? Put a dry one in, yep. do the same thing, so you, you're drying out and removing most you'll never all of it, it up, yeah. but yeah, soaking up most of the ear cleaner that you put in there and and just do that wet dry wet one dry one, wet one dry one until the ear canal is clean Yep. Um, and that, you know, in a normal ear without infection, without inflammation, that might be, you know, one or two wet ones and one or two dry yep. ones. Job's done. Um, repeat on the other ear and, yep. and, it's, and it's over. If your dog has got, you know, if there's bleeding, yep. if there's pus, if there's, excessive, know, ex- pain. Ex- excessive pain, if there's, you know, excessive, you know, dirty looking stuff mm. in there, okay, probably a good idea to go to the vet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because you're
0: trying to prevent that developing into the next stage where correct. it's a lot harder to get under yep. control and.
1: And and if there's yeah. you know if you, there's mild inflammation there and you're using um, you know fish oils and, and histamines oh. and other stuff to try and control the allergic side of things, um, helping to make less bacteria and yeast in that ear is helping to stop those secondary infections because the yep. secondary infections become itchy. I mean, if you've got yes. a fungal ear infection, it's itchy. Yep. If you've got a bacterial ear infection, it's itchy. Yep. Um, and if you can promote yeah a less favorable environment, yep. it's certainly you know, a benefit and you'll get less flare-ups less often yep. and you'll get onto them earlier. Yep. Yeah.
0: And the reason why we say it's some um, part of – Routine, your healthcare routine with your pet is, yes, they may not have a dirty ear or a sore ear or anything, but if you're doing it on a fortnightly or a monthly basis, um, it becomes the normal for your dog. So yeah. therefore they're not petrified or think it's going to hurt yeah. when they actually have got a sore ear. Yeah. You can still treat it to some extent. Yeah.
1: And and you've got your technique down pat and the dog exactly. doesn't mind it. And, and it's just a good routine thing to do. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: yeah. like yeah. clipping their nails.
1: So I'll just say, yeah, so. after a bath, do it. Yeah. Um, if you dogs like mine that gets a bath every three or four months or something yep. like that, um, you know, and you clean, you know, once a month is probably a good idea. Yep. Or if they've got any history of itchy troubles, you know, just do it more frequently. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: right. Uh, we've actually got um, a video on our YouTube channel of Dr. Glenn cleaning out his um, Dalmatian's ears, I think it is. And um, then we've also got some like a step-by-step process in the help centre as well. There's heaps of information there on our website um for how to clean yep. your dog's ears. Yeah. It should shouldn't shouldn't be hard. And if you're in doubt, get your vet to show you. Yep. That's Absolutely. what or you know, that's what they're there for. So they'll teach you how to do it. They'll yep. can do one and you can do one and yep. then you'll you'll know. And most dogs do tolerate it. Yep. There's not many that really <laughs> unless hate it hurts
1: like hell in which yeah. case it's a problem and you need getting it. That's
0: yep, then right. yep. that's pretty much it. Yep. So is there anything Still having mic troubles, I think we're right. Uh, <laughs> Anything
1: else you want to add on that? No, I think that's about it. I mean, it's it's really just knowing what your dog's ears look like normally and if it changes, okay, you probably need to do something about it. Yeah. yeah at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Yep. that sounds good to me. Righto, thank you, Silent Beck. Yeah. Thank you. See you. Bye. Thanks, guys. <laughs>